TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I am Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. LT, how are you, brother? I am fantastic, thank you. How are you? How's your week been? Yes, we had a massive week. Um, I've got a few changes going on in life at the moment. My availability with time is is changing and, and opening up, and um, and uh, which is exciting. I've just got a bit more. I've got a bit more free time. I've got a bit more space to plan things and and prioritize things. And I thought, who better to talk to about you know creating the ideal day and planning the ideal day and the rest than my good friend LT. So I was hoping LT that we could talk about and no doubt um, a lot of our listeners would enjoy us talking about how to create the ideal day, be it a work day um, or a leisure day because um, it's something that, again, if we don't actually plan it, I, I have a feeling and my opinion is that if we don't actually plan our ideal day, it's very difficult to live our ideal day. It's funny though, you know, I remember doing an exercise uh, quite some time ago. I haven't done it in a very long time actually, so this is kind of timely because I think it's uh, the perfect timing. As we mentioned in our last podcast, we talked about how to plan for the next year um, as we, you know, end off this quarter, this particular year. And uh, why why not start here? This gives you some tools and um, and skills to kind of create a, your perfect day. So what I was going back to alluding to is that I used to do this exercise and I can't remember who taught me this or who asked me to do this. And I think it's a great way to start. It's like, what is the perfect day? What is your ideal day? And that was an exercise. And man, was it ever hard for me anyways. It was just not the hard that, you know, you can't think of all the things you want to do, but it's how do you fit it all in in the perfect yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's it. And I, I have had trouble over... You know, the last 10 years or so, you learn so much and it's like, okay, so I'm going to journal and I'm going to meditate twice a day. I'm going to exercise in the morning. I'm going to read my goals in the morning and at night. I'm going to do my gratitude list, my visualizations. I'm going to call a family member. I'm going, actually going to get some work done. I'm going to eat healthy meals. I'm going to prepare healthy meals. It's like, holy moly. Like, if you did everyone else's ideals, mm. it would be, <laughs> how do you fit in your ideal day? Um, but what? LT... Yeah. Going. Well, I think that's important. I think that's a good starting point because you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, you talked about what's your ideal day for your business and or what's your ideal day in the leisure time. And that was my difficulty because I love working, right? In a sense, quote unquote working because I really don't work in a sense because I love what I do. So it's just, it's just part of me and who I am and my makeup. And, um, and so for me to fit in my ideal day, there, was, there had to be a little bit of component of um, of me contributing or doing something that's within my quote unquote one percent genius, right? And uh, and one of that would be you know for me would be teaching or you know whatever it is. And then but also there's got to be part of spending time with my wife. And this is, I did this exercise before kids, so um, you know now with the kids it's like man you know I want to be hanging out with my kids and you know you want to be traveling. So you got all these things. So hopefully this podcast will give you some ideas on how to create that ideal day. Ideal day. And if you can put them all in one day, great. If not, split them up in two perfect days, and uh, let's get going with it. All right, can I grill you then? Can I be the? Can I, as if I was just catching up with you, and I said, "LT, I need your help." Okay. Can okay. I grill you by asking you about your day? About my day? Yeah. Okay. I want to All put right. you on the, on the spot. <laughs> what my ideal day would be? 
No, I just want to ask you a few questions. Sure, first, go right? ahead. Go ahead. Let's what do that. What time do you wake up on a work day? What time do I wake up on a work day? On a work day, I wake up at six o'clock. Okay, and then what do you love to do as soon as you wake up? So. Again, I'm probably now asking, what's your ideal? You wake up at six. <laughs> well, what do you do? The, the problem is, is that every day is not an ideal day because <laughs> it's 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 well. So if I, if it was you're asking the question from an ideal day perspective or what actually I actually do, uh, I kind of want to know both. But okay. um... <laughs> all right, so let's let's cr- create. So six o'clock, I get up. Um, I know I need to leave the house around seven or seven ten or so. So I got about an hour to prepare. So I usually like to first thing I do is get in the shower, um, just because I want to be able to just get you know, get ready for the day. So I'm ready to go. So I can actually, so I get showered and then get dressed. And so that I can actually hang out with the kids while I make breakfast for them and for the family. And then, so I can have a little, I can have breakfast with them. And then uh, usually kids take a little longer to eat. So by the time, you know, I'm done, ready to go, I brush my teeth and all stuff and get ready for work. I'm out the door while they're still sort of finish up breakfast. That's like my more, you know, work day per se. Yeah. So that's only two days a week, isn't it? So yeah. Is that more, do you find that that's a more adrenalized time for you? Like, because I, the, on the days where I have a similar time frame to you, I'm like, it's rushed. Like, from start to beginning, it's like, go, go, go. Except for the shower when you have all your big ideas. Yeah. Or do you find in your household, it's actually quite cool, calm, and collected? Oh, it's never, that's not too calm and collected. The kids are always running around trying to get things done. So, me and my wife just prepare the breakfast. You know, we tend them, trying to, you know, one does our breakfast and the other one does the kids breakfast type of thing and yeah. um so it's it it's not really adrenaline i don't you know it, it's obviously you got you got time constraints so there's a bit of that but most of the time it's actually not too bad it's it's um you know controlled and it's methodical and it works yeah, yeah. okay and then and then um so what's your i got a feeling from memory that when you leave to go to work you listen to a podcast or something in the car that's right so um when i when i get a that's that's my downtime. So only it's only ten minutes, unfortunately. So ten fifteen <laughs> minutes uh, of downtime for for myself. Um, I I leverage myself and uh, I listen to um, either an audio book um, or a podcast or you know something that educational. Yep. To kind okay. of fuel my mind, get my frame frame of mind working so that I'm ready to go. And then you're into work, and then you got a full day, don't you? You're like in from obviously what seven thirty or seven twenty. Yeah, so I start seven thirty to about twelve o'clock, and then I have a two hour break, and then I come home, um, spend time with my kids for lunch, and then yeah. um, go back to work around, go back to practice for around two o'clock, and then finish at seven. Okay, and then so from, and then you come home, and then what do you do? Do you have Dinner, shower, dinner. I, time. No, I just have a dinner and then uh, spend some time with my wife. You know, we'll just kind of have some chill time. And uh, depending on the night, she might um, go to bed earlier. Um, and then I usually that's uh, my hour of power yes. <laughs> to, okay, to do a bit right. of work. <laughs> this is cool. This is cool because, see, for me, I crave that hour that you have at night on a work day. I crave that hour in the morning. Yeah. Because yeah. my, my, just from my own experience, when we, again, when we had kids and their sleep started going nuts and everything, I was like, I wasn't making, I wasn't just, I wasn't getting that normal time. It used to be like, yeah, from six till seven. So you get that hour at night, right? So I gather that you really crave that hour at night. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, there's that, that, that hour of, um, that's why I don't, I don't like to do it in the morning for me just because I, I want to just kind of focus 
on the task at hand, which is basically taking care of my clients um, at, at my practice. So I usually I don't want to be mind mind thinking into different things. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of do that, that at the sense. end of the day, um, answer any emails and you know do any projects that I need to get done and um, time constraints to kind of get to bed at a reasonable time. Yep. And then so and and on on the night time, do you do do you find yourself like doing you know the the important non urgent stuff? Like is that when you would just research or record or you know with your whole drive your practice you know chiropractic coaching and the rest of it is that when you would do a lot of that prep work yeah so there's a lot of little little things like things that i need some time to kind of get done let's put it in some framework the reason why i do things at night time is when the kids and my wife go to bed is simply for the fact of um because then I want to spend that time during the day when I when I'm actually at home on the Tuesdays or you know Fridays that just to spend time with them rather than having to do the work then. Um, so I do have business day obviously where I spend all day Thursday doing my business day and that's what I solely work on the business itself. And um, so that's what we do. But I mean obviously not every night I do that because you know I want to spend some time to, to kind of at least go to bed at a reasonable time and spend time with my wife as well. So yeah. there's there's that making sure that there's that balance in between. So I think one of, one of the things that, you know, as we talk here is that, you know, it seems routine, right? And and a lot of times everybody just sort of sinks into this routine. But I think what's important here, Marcus, is to kind of say, you know, how do we create that? You know, obviously that may not be the ideal. For, I wouldn't expect that, that to be ideal day for anybody. That's just, an, you know, ideal day for me from a, on, a, on a regular basis. But most of us actually have an ideal day, I would imagine, that is completely different than the day that they kind of living right now. Wouldn't you say so? Oh, massively. Like that's the I think about this I think about this a lot because I'm always looking at you know, obviously the more you learn listening to so many of the wellness couch podcasts, I'm like, read that book, do that exercise, integrate this, do that and I'm sure I'm sure all of our listeners are the same as well. And it's like the challenge is you wanna integrate these new skills or steps into your day in order to make your day ideal. But mm. um learning what to say no to and what to say yes to um, see, I listen to your typical work day and I, I got to say, I reward, I, I um, commend you on the fact that you are so present. Like it's very, it's very like um, very linear focused on one thing. It's like it's family time, like it's get dressed in family time and then it's work time and then it's family time at lunch time and then it's work time and then it's family time at night time then a bit of you time at the end of the day. It's funny like, though because you say that. For, for me, I'm thinking like I'm really out of focus. <laughs> I'm all over the place. So it's interesting to see different perspective and how you oh, see no, it. I think yeah. it's fabulous. I think it's <laughs> fabulous. I, would, I, I find myself just going from one step to the other a bit, a bit too much. I think you've really you've mastered that beautifully. Oh, thanks, buddy. But here's here's let's get let's get practical for people here on the podcast because I think it's really important to kind of set that ideal day. And I heard this um, on the way on my way to my um, personal training today session today, and I thought this is really relevant for today. And um, it's I heard a podcast um, called The Good Life Project uh, by Jonathan Fields, and he's a good friend with uh, Jeff Spencer, who obviously was the co-host for Inside Champions Mind. And he was interviewing uh, a lady called Danielle Laporte, and uh, really interesting story with her. And uh, anyway, so she. You know, long story. If you want to go listen to podcasts, great. And and but Danielle Laporte talks about you know her one time she was doing some goal setting on New Year's Eve, which we talked about in the last podcast. And uh, and when she was doing her po- uh, um, sorry goal setting, she just she goes oh boring. Like it's just like she got to a point like it's just monotonous and it was just really boring for her to actually come up with these goals. And I thought this is really interesting. Where, I wonder where she's going. And she created something called the Desire Map. And the Desire Map was well, let's talk about feelings. Like she was really more feeling touchy person type. Uh, type of personality and so she goes what about what are the five things that i want to feel um in the next year 
And I thought, wow, that's a cool concept, right?、Mm. So I think you should check her, check her out, check out the desire map if that's something that、uh, interests you. But I think I like to break in, break in, into bring this into this context is that if you're creating your ideal day or your perfect day, what are the feelings? Like maybe just think three feelings that you want to feel on that ideal day. Okay, so it might be courage. It might be you know happiness. And if it's happiness, what makes you happy? What specifically? What feelings that will make you happy? You know what I mean. So and then when you can come up with the feelings, then you create the goals to achieve those feelings. And I、yeah. thought the concept there was like, wow, that was enlightening. And I thought, you know, this goes tie in hand. I said,、like, oh, I wish I did that last podcast. <laughs> But so this is like、yeah. the second part of it. I thought that would be perfect. <laughs> so、right? we've got November, December. That's right. That, actually,、so. to fill up the gaps. <laughs> But I think think about this though. If you were to create that ideal day, Marcus, you know, name some of your folk. Like you would just write down like three feelings that you would want in your day. Oh, yeah, you I've、know? already done it. I've just、oh, written done it down. It. Okay. Yeah. And then from there, then you go, okay, well, what are some of the things that I need to do to ensure That I feel that way because you know I thought it was, this is really insightful because she said you know sometimes you know we have to go like oh we need to get this house or we need to reach a certain milestone in the business or whatever and and the question is is like what does that achieve for you you know what I mean and and sometimes it's like I just want to be happy and or I just want to feel great about myself and it goes well if you want to feel great about yourself to achieve that can you do it by traveling. You know, or you know, what I mean, rather than saving all that money,、yeah. and I'm not saying that you do this, but you know, you, you might want to travel, or you might want to, you know, buy this, or you might want to buy something that's really, you know, that that's insightful for you, that you feel or love. You might want to buy that jacket that you've always wanted to, because that makes you feel powerful. You know, whatever that feeling is, and I thought that was an interesting insight. So that is you, awesome. Yeah. What is your so, What were your feelings that you came up with? Okay, so when you were just saying that, I wrote down.、Um, I love to feel like I've grown, and and I wrote down learning, but I'm like, is learning an emotion? I was like, so the feeling of growth,、um, the feeling of love and connection, and the feeling of health. So I know in my ideal day, if I don't exercise at the beginning of the day, I just feel like I've missed a step. So feeling that,、um, yeah, that sense of vibrancy,、uh, that sense of health by exercising is number one. Love and connection is, is akin to what you're talking about: spending family time, you know, breakfast and at lunch time.、Um, both of us being in the chiropractic world, it's, it's we kind of been blessed in this profession, LT, to have longer lunch breaks.、Mm. So I definitely like to spend family time、um, in lunch time and in learning and growth. If I haven't learned something, whether it's Reading even just one or two pages of a book, watching a YouTube clip, a TED talk, listening to a podcast,、um, something.、Uh, I just don't feel like I've made the most of the day. So they're the、mm. three emotions. That, I'm so glad you've said that, LT, because they're the three things that make me like realize that if I knock those three things off like first in the day, then it's like the day's already a winner. Come nine or ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, everything else is a bonus. Exactly, isn't that amazing? Isn't it to be able to just sort of create it from a feeling perspective? Because we're human beings, right? Who said we have to earn a million dollars? Who said we have to earn, you know, you know, achieve all these things? What does the what does that thing get you? Like Donald Trump doesn't need to earn any more money, or Richard Branson, right? But they do what they do because they love what they do. Right,、That's、Richard、it. Branson is an entrepreneur. He's built his mindset is built as an entrepreneur, and so therefore he's going to achieve that, and that's what he gets for his fulfillment. He doesn't need more millions of dollars, right? He can retire if he wants to, but the reason why they do what they do is because they love what they do. And look at the sports stars, right? They don't play for the money. I'm sure they, you know, there's money involved, but like that is, but they do it for the love of the game as well. Because there's just the passion of it, and and so there's for you as the listeners is that if you're going to create your ideal day, start with the morning. What happens when you're morning? How would you like to wake up? And we're talking about specific, not about just like what is the time I want to get up. Like for me, 
the ideal day would be that the kids don't wake me up. That I actually get up <laughs> on my own, and my wife's there. We both get up and go. Wow, I feel energized. It's like yeah. bright sunshine out there, and the kids are still asleep. It's like wow, we have a bit of time to just go. Ah, you know, <laughs> we actually slept past the kid with the kids. I don't feel like you know they're jumping on me and stuff. Like that would be my ideal wake up. Yeah. So I think when you get more specific that way then you start to create patterns um, within your thinking and then to go into details about the ideal day. I mean, let's think about when, if you're going to create the ideal so morning, what kind of breakfast would you like? You know, like what would be the ideal breakfast for you? You know, for me, like honestly, when I was uh, uh, the other, um, just maybe, I don't even remember what, where we are now, but maybe three, four weeks ago when I was in Singapore, like honestly, when we woke up and I literally just, it was like these drapes, you can, it was pitch black dark in the room and you open this electronic drapes and it opened up and it was this beautiful, like almost a 180 degrees view um, of Sentosa Island with like harbors and million dollar boats in, in front of us. It was absolutely amazing. I thought this is life. You know, like this is amazing feeling to be able to wake up like this every single day. Obviously, you know, we did it for three or four days, but, you know, that would be like an <laughs> ideal morning, right, for me. So like in a place like that. So I think it's about green light thinking like we talked about last time. Like if you had an ideal day, what would it be like and how would it, how would it happen? And so that you don't necessarily have to live that ideal day tomorrow, but if you at least write it down, parts of the ideal day will start to pop up because you put your mind and your focus into it and you actually start to make that happen. And sometimes it might take you 10 years to create that, but sometimes it might take you a year. Sometimes, you know, goals might come like within a day or so, but because you put some conscious effort into it and you actually broke down an entire 24 hours in your day, guess what happens? Miracle starts to happen because your universe starts to fill in those gaps for you because you put the focus on it before you just live in your day, you know, like on autopilot. And you just live the day every single day as if, you know, it's, you know, there's no new days. It's like, oh, I just got to do the same thing over and over again. And this is what most of us do, right? Most of us live a day like we're on autopilot and, and really like almost like a machine going to work and, you know, in the industrial age. And I think we need to start thinking on a regular basis to go, what would be our ideal day? And you can tweak it, you can change it. And, you know, this year has taught me a lot is that, you know, I love traveling, even though I've been traveling for work and, um, you know, I've been traveling at least once or twice a month. It has really given me some insight that, you know, what I hasn't got to a point where I actually hate it yet. You know what I mean? Everybody tells me you get to a point where you hate it. I actually enjoy just seeing different parts of Australia, different parts of people. But for me, it's not so much a traveling, but actually just meeting and being with people that are like-minded and just having insightful conversations, just like us doing this podcast. You know, I love doing this podcast for some, for one reason is that ideas starts popping up. Like there's just to let you guys know, there's no script. There's no planning of this podcast. We just kind of riff and just rough it out. And this is just what's going on in our lives. And we're like, would people find benefit in that? We go, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. And so this is just all off the top of our heads, right? So, um, and yeah, sure, sure. I'm not sure. I'm sure all of it's not going to be like the perfect podcast, but I think you get the gist of how we think. And if we can have conversations like this on a regular basis, that's how we grow. And that's what I love about, you know, being able to put our mindset right to kind of create, you know, your life and really move yourself into a champion mindset. Okay, LT, can we shy away from the work day and move on to what you are the best at and talk about the leisure day? <laughs> what are you saying? Like I don't do anything? No, just Man, <laughs> you are the holiday king, Sentosa Island, five-star accommodation, Singaporean legend. 
you have got leisure days down pat. So, all right. So, tell us. Okay, tell us where does it all began, right? So, one of the things that I recognized that when I had my daughter, I don't know sure if I shared the story, but when I had my daughter Kaya about five years ago, in that first year, it was rough. Like that first nine month was rough. Like you know, it was just crazy. And I remember I was the most stressed. In, in parenting my is easy, I'll say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one prepares you for parenting, and they um, all laugh at me after after I had the child. Anyway, so that first year was just ridiculous. Uh, I remember thinking, well, someone was laughing, and my one of my good friends, um, Adrian, was. I was telling her, goes, you know, she's going to be born in August. I'm going to take three weeks off. You know what? The Olympics is on. This was like during 2008. Olympics was on. I'm like, I'll just watch the Olympics. That'll be perfect. And she just laughed at me. <laughs> Didn't watch any Olympics that year. <laughs> anyway, so. Going back to the story of just being the whole year, that year was very stressful. And one of the things was that I didn't travel at all for that whole year. Like we didn't go anywhere. And that was so stressful. I was so burnt out. Yeah, sure. It was a new child. You just wanted to see an airplane. Yeah, I just wanted, and not that I traveled a lot before. And I said, I made a commitment with my wife and said, you know what? I don't care if we have children and we, that shouldn't stop us from doing the things we, we love to do. Like this is our value list right so i'm not suggesting that's your value list but when we stop doing the things that within our own value list that's when we start becoming really stressful and so i decided um that you know that's that's it we're gonna need to take holidays at least three times a year not necessarily like i said uh, don't have to go somewhere but just get away from what we currently are you know doing at home just go you know away for the weekend or whatever it is and so that was the commitment and so for the last two years really we've been you know going every quarter because i realized that my bet my business functions so much better when i have something to look forward to within three months and so that's how the holidays come out so going back to the days before kids i used to go and these holidays and especially when you go to bali or thailand and stuff and you look at these like magnificent hotels and you go and you know just one day one day maybe you know my goal would come back and you know when i when i've been successful i'm going to stay at this hotel you know and you know what when I put it down, this is when I was doing the perfect day exercises and setting goals and stuff. And when it happened and I actually stayed at one of those hotels, it was the most beautiful thing. And it was not that it's not like an achievement. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the best. It was more like, you know what? I made it. And that appreciation of the little things, the details of actually the process and the, and the journey to get to that, those spaces was an amazing feeling. And I think that everybody should try to go for something because you don't know how you're going to do it. But when you can live it, it's all of a sudden it just allows you to go, wow, you know, this is possible, you know, and, and you, because it's in, in front of mind. So going back to that leisure day, like, I guess my leisure day is just, you know, you talked about what's, what's insightful. You can go through it. You were, just before we went on the podcast, you mentioned Marcus, that you go through a day where you just love um, you just don't even expect it to be a great day. But all of a sudden at the end, it was like, wow, that was a magnificent day. For me, the the perfect day would be going to a place that I've never even thought, a thought of and we discover something that was magnificent. It was just like the most, you know, it could have been a beautiful restaurant. It could have been a beautiful park that the kids just absolutely enjoyed. That we, it was like a hidden secret, you know, that no one knew. Yeah. I'll give you a couple examples. I was in Hawaii um, on my honeymoon. And this is going back, you know, 12 years now. And we were in Maui and we were doing the something called Road to Hena. Uh, and so anybody who's ever gone, it's like this whiny three hour, three or four hour road. And there's a lot of um, waterfalls. And one of the things is that, you know, journey, you got to kind of go stop and look at these waterfalls. And we would stop at this place and this waterfall, it was like this 
dinky little waterfall. <laughs> it's honestly, it's like, it's like someone's, uh, you know, waterfall in the backyard, right? I go, this can't be it. Like, this cannot I'm be the waterfall. Hawaii, man. Yeah, this is Hawaii. This can't be the waterfall that's on the map. And then we were just about to leave. And then these people came out of the bush, like literally out of the bush. And this couple came down and she goes, no, you guys got to check this out. There's a map, massive waterfall in there. I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah, it's a bit muddy, but you just got to go. Just follow the trail. And then, so we, we go, okay, let's go for discovery. And we went up this trail. We went along this um, water pathway. And all of a sudden, like it was like, you know, this in the movies, like all of a sudden you just had this clear opening and then oh, opened up to this massive waterfall. And it was just like, it was just another couple that were there and this waterfall was coming down and you can swim in it. It was amazing. You know, that to me is a perfect day for a leisure day to discover something you never thought was possible. And all of a sudden it was like, wow. And so yeah. that's for me is an amazing day. What about yourself? Well, you just got me thinking of um, when you were talking about, it's like Tony Robbins calls it, you know, being two millimeters, like you're so close and you're just about to give up. Yep. And then it actually happens. We um we were in Byron Bay recently and we thought we'd go on a leisurely stroll up to the lighthouse with the two kids and um, we actually thought it would be leisurely. Um, people that have done this before will know <laughs> probably where this is going. We And the lighthouse at Byron, it's always in eyesight so you always think you're close yeah, that's and right. you're never and, – and it's just – you never get there. You never get there. And I'm like, man, oh, man. And all of a sudden like we left at 2 o'clock and we're still out there at 4 o'clock and you know what you're like. You're thinking about getting the kids home for baths and dinner and all the rest of it. We haven't even got there yet. And Sarah and I are like, what do we do? Do we go back? But we were itching to kind of get to the top because we just really wanted to do it. And we thought we were almost there. And then uh, we got to this point where there was a bunch of steps, like hundreds of steps. And we're like, man, oh, man, what do we do? And we've got Maya. She's walking. And then we've got Darby who's in a pram. So we're like, you know what? We're going to leave the pram here. We're going to take Darby out. We're going to hold Darby. And we're going to climb these steps. And Maya was a trooper. She climbed the steps and I can't, still to this day I can't believe that she did it. Mm. But we got to the top eventually, cut a long story short, and we saw whales at the top. Maya saw dolphins. Darby was he was laughing and smiling and having the best time ever. And we broke all the rules in terms of what we'd normally do. We'd never have got home that late. We'd never have gone out for that long. It was hot. It was Everyone yeah. was stinky and sweaty and all the rest. But it was like this is just the best fun. You know, it, it was unexpected, I suppose. And um, unplanned it was, things are awesome, isn't it? Like that's oh, that's the, the beautiful part about it. When I was in Byron, last time I was in Byron Bay, exactly where you were, the lighthouse, it was that was that moment where I saw the kite surfers. Yeah, not not kite surfers. Um, um, oh, the hang gliders. Um, yeah, hang gliders. hang gliders. I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> and because the hand gliding experience I had was in New Zealand, it was only like five minutes off the Remarkables. I'm like, that was just too short. And these guys were hanging up there. I'm like, I'm calling. I don't care who I need to talk to. I'm like, can we go? <laughs> get me up get, there. Get me up there. And, they, and this guy goes, oh, the winds are changing. He goes, if you want to go, you got to go right now. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> so I was up did there. Did you do it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was up there on top of the top of the air, hand gliding for like half an hour. And you can see this big storm coming. It was awesome. As we landed and as we were packing up, that's when the rain came. It was amazing. Like it was just the best experience ever. Um, but I, I think for the listeners here is that for leisure days, I think when you're perfect day, I think you need to leave some spontaneity. I think you need to leave some unplanned um, aspect into your, your day to allow that growth. So what I mean by that, so when you actually plan the uh, um, your perfect day for your leisure day i think it's important to maybe just leave it open but also allow you to basically don't do the same thing that you normally would do 
Yes. Does that make sense? Because yes. if you do the same thing over, you already know what to expect. You already know what the you know, the outcome is. But I think it's important to maybe leave some spots where you actually go to a place that you never discovered. And sure, sometimes it's not the best place to go to, but you never know um, what you're going to get. And I think you know, for you guys to discover on the weekends, pick a day, just go somewhere you've never been, and let's see what happens. You know, and you never know what you discover. And if you're unsure when to plan this, when to do it. This is not my idea, but I love it. John Martini recommends if you're having trouble uh, picking your ideal or perfect day, make it your birthday and, uh, yeah, and it. do it. Do like do if your birthday's not for nine months. Like for me, I like I know my ideal hotel. I know I know that I'd be having breakfast there. I don't really have any plans for after breakfast. Um, like you say, LT, have some unplanned time. I know where I'd probably like to go for lunch, and I probably know where I'd like to go for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and but like you say, I really love that you say this, Ati, because I would fall victim to probably not doing this. Is you don't have to plan every minute of your ideal day. The the, the best part of an ideal day, well, maybe for you and I, Ati, is that there are some surprises. Yeah. You know that there are some some spontaneous moments that you were not expecting that actually are the icing on the cake of the day. So. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. I love that idea. I love that idea of doing your birthday as your ideal day. I say we do that, definitely. So all of you listeners, I'd love to hear your ideal day. What would you like to do step-by-step you know, on our Facebook page, go to our Facebook page uh, slash inside the champion's mind and uh, tell us like, what would your ideal be? You don't have to give us in all details, but just, you know, give us the highlights, give us five things you would like to do. And, you know, we'll love to hear when you actually go and do it and how does it make you feel? Because you know what? Every, we get a birthday every year and we look forward. Which some people don't look forward to it because it's like we're getting older, right? But this would be perfect to actually look forward to your birthday. You can get, actually go and do that thing. And then the next year, you get to create a different birthday. Can you imagine a growth every single year that you're just challenging yourself to actually do something massively different than you did the year before? And, and it can be extravagant. Like you can save up for it. Like you might have a $5,000 ideal day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're allowed to, especially, and this is the thing, a lot of people think that they're not allowed to, not allowed, not supposed to celebrate their birthday. I'm like, what's the alternative? Yeah, that's what's right. The alternative to a birthday? I was six lo- feet under, so get out there and celebrate it, man. You're alive. I just remember that. I still remember this story of um, a guy who, uh, the wife of a listener from the wellness guys, and she sent us uh, an email saying that, you know, they saved up to go to Byron Bay, I think it was, uh, for his, her husband's, I think it was 40th or 50th birthday. Uh, I think it was the 50th birthday and uh but you know they decided that her the husband actually wanted to come to the wellness summit that was the birthday present and we made that special i don't even remember that we made them a vip and we took care of them um so you know like so it doesn't have to be something extravagant but it's just something you always wanted to do but you just never thought possible i think sometimes it's just by putting it out there you have focused mind you have focused intention and guess what you're going to make it happen you know, unintentionally or, you know, intentionally, it's going to happen because you actually put some focus and you actually wrote it down on a piece of paper somewhere. So I hope you got a lot out of that. You know, the perfect day is a great starting exercise for you to create the best year ever for next year. It's a great starting point to kind of, you know, work around it to kind of achieve those things that you necessarily need to do to create the life that you desire. Um, And um, it helps you 
more importantly, I think it helps you focus on your champion mindset too as well. You've helped me, I'll tell you. That was awesome, mate. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. All right, so guys, make sure you go to Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Inside the Champions Mind. I'd love for you to like it while you're there. But more importantly, just tell us what you think about these podcasts and uh, tell us, you know, what you what kind of topics you want to hear too as well. Go to The Wellness Couch um, as always to listen to our podcast and other podcasts that are there and subscribe to us on iTunes and give us some feedback to see, uh, let us know how we're doing. In- this is Inside the Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. This is Lawrence Tam and Marcus Spears. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.